big red button. Just thinking, that should really be a pin badge, big red button, because I say it every single episode. I probably normally cut it out, but it would be a nice pin badge for your, your lapel of your denim jacket. Heavens, more 1857 merch. <laughs> gotta, gotta make the money somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I've written it down. I've, uh, yeah, so have I. It's in show notes. If, if only I knew a design. Oh, hang on. Hold a minute. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? Well, hmm. I have had a interesting week thus far, given that it is Wednesday. It is not quite over yet, but we will get into it in the show. But it's been a a challenging week. My my, what's the word? Patience, among mm. other things, has been liberally uh, tested, stress tested. Some might say so. It's good. It's it's always nice to brush out the cobwebs every now and again with a little bit of disaster. Ah, I see. Well, perhaps you should have you should have had the meditation that I had today, which um, <laughs> I I don't know if if this is some sort of magic trick that they're pulling on me, but um, I had literally just had what can only be described as an Italian esque discussion with my wife. I, <laughs> okay. No, no plates were broken, but it was close. <laughs> oh dear. And then I come downstairs to the man cave here in the, the mountain hideaway and think, right, maybe I should meditate. And I get, welcome to the daily calm. <laughs> mm. Today, we're going to talk about tolerance. <laughs> I thought, now this is some sort of setup. There's cameras here somewhere. TJ's Johnny Ives peeping on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump out and yell punked. <laughs> uh, so there you are. Yeah, tolerance is perhaps the secret to it all. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about your week. Uh, I've been mm. I've been pretty chilled, actually. It's been uh, the, the whole hashtag living the dream thing has been happening. I played golf on on Monday. I uh, caught up with a bit of work and stuff yesterday. I played golf again today. Uh, the sun is still shining. Uh, well, it's not right now because it's uh, evening time for us, but uh, it's still still very clement here. Very nice. What about you? Are you mm. sort of freezing to death now? Uh, single digits, really. Single oh. digits. Well, single digits Celsius for anyone else who lives in a silly part of the world where they use big numbers for things. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's cold. It's generally a bit wet, a bit miserable, a bit grey, and it gets dark very quickly. But uh, can't really complain compared to a lot of places in the world. It's It's quite clement. Yeah, well, splendid. Lovely, right. Um, well, I suppose we should start with the regulars then. Uh, what mm-hmm. are you writing with and on? It's nothing very exciting, I'm afraid. It's uh, the trusty Apple Pencil and iPad for uh-huh. show notes. Although I did have to switch from Apple Notes to Good Notes, which is my normal note-taking app of choice, because Apple Notes worked perfectly uh, and ghosted all my images and showed me weird, like, overlaid 15 images on top of each other every time I drew something and deleted all the things I'd written so you know service is normal at Cupertino but uh, it was not the best note-taking experience and so uh, during our last episode I I switched on the fly to good notes which I've had lots of very good experience with uh, and that's what I'm now using for show notes so I can make a pdf of our show notes eventually okay well and of course because um, 
we're all used to Apple Notes not syncing. We just assumed that it hadn't synced and that you were still noting away. Yeah, just assume it's broken. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way it works. Uh, iCloud services. We work some of the time. Um, uh, what about me? I am writing with um, a, a very nice pencil. Actually, I don't think I've used one of these before. It's it's quite lilac uh, with a sort of uh, a yellow cap there. Uh, it's a Viarco 2000 from their vintage collection. So it's a number two pencil. Um, and I have to say it writes very well. It's lovely. Um, mm. Go Portugal, uh, as they say. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, what are you writing in? I'm writing in the field notes, the Group 11, the Copper. Uh, ah, lovely. very nice. Very nice. They, uh, as I, I said in my, my review, they crackle when you open them. Because oh, the, those gilded Bible edges? Yeah. <laughs> when there's a, it's a little bit sticky. And, you know, and I'm sure there's a, a microscopic sort of cloud of glitter coming up, but you can't quite see yeah. it. Yeah, inhaling gold. Breathe deep. Yeah. It's expensive. But the, yeah, they they write very nicely. They're lovely. Ooh, very, very, good, very good. Very good. Very uh, What about watching? What you've been watching, TJ? Nope, nothing. Oh. This has been a extremely quiet week for watching because I've been busy, and so much. Like, there's a load of things I want to watch. Um, oh no, that actually, I'm telling a lie. I went to the cinema last weekend. It's now Wednesday, so it's a couple of days ago, which is why it's out of my head. Uh, and I saw Knives Out, which was excellent. Oh. Um, sort of like an Agatha Christie esque. Um, whodunit that kind of subverts expectations. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but since then, that was Saturday. Since then, I've seen basically nothing, television, YouTube, or otherwise, um, because I've just been flat out. So it's been a busy one. Uh, I do want to see stuff like The Mandalorian, which is the the new mm-hmm. Star Wars TV show. But yep. that, I think, has wound its way into Christmas viewing. So I'll have some time off uh, at the end of next week is when my Christmas holidays begin. And so at that stage, I think I will uh, lean into the watching and reading because I was telling Meg, I've been measuring everything I've read and watched for the last year. And so I wanted to get 100 movies and 100 books. I think I'm sitting on 75 films and about 13 books. So one of those is attainable. One of them is not. I'll let you do the math. Um, So I'm going to try and boost my numbers a bit, get those rookie scores up. Oh, very good. Well, yeah, I'm impressed that you've been monitoring. I've only been monitoring for, uh, oh, I don't know, when did we talk about Notion? Maybe six weeks ago, something like that. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've I've just made a note to myself that I haven't been into Notion to, to update it for a while. Uh, so that, that clearly hasn't stuck yet as a habit. <laughs> no. It's more uh, of a notion than a habit, to be fair. Yeah, indeed. Well, it's... Um, my my issue with it is it's so open ended. It can do so much that, that <laughs> I, I find slid. myself yeah, yeah sort of staring at it, going um uh, <laughs> old artist take just uh, an old artist's trick just smack some burnt umber on there, really clears it up, makes it a bit easier to think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then it says you know do you want to put a database here or a list? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I want Correct. to count my books. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but I, I become even more stupid when I'm faced with, with questions like that, when apps ask me stuff. I have no idea. Um, so what have I been watching? I was Because uh, I've written uh, nothing either, but I, uh, 
I think I picked up a little bit of network TV. Um, Strictly Come Dancing is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, the it's it's coming down to uh, quarters, semi, something finals anyway. How many um, people are there? Um, there are now, I think, four left, which I think makes it semis because three go through to the final. Um, Those knows. are pairs. Oh, it's they're paired with someone who can dance. So it's yeah, one person yeah. who's trying to dance and one person who dances for money. Yeah, it's um, it's dances with yeah. the stars in the US, which I think is a much more uh, explainable <laughs> sort of title. <laughs> yeah, strictly come dancing. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's lovely. It's harmless, silly fun. And what happens is at the end of each series, Margaret goes, "We should do ballroom dancing." Uh, <laughs> at, which, at which point, I come down to the the study and lock the door until she goes away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, dancing is lovely and it's wonderful. It's a, it's a great thing, uh, and lots of people do it while I'm standing at the bar. That's that's my experience of dancing. <laughs> what about listening? You listening to anything? Yeah, I uh, actually got a membership to Headspace, which is the meditation app, and I was listening to several of those. So I've done about thirty five odd minutes of that, of sort of three or five minute sessions mm-hmm. uh, over the past couple of days. Um, sort of as a response to, you know, busy working schedule, a little bit of stress, a little bit of hecticness and, and wanting to just kind of go, okay, chill, calm, let's take a breather. And I kind of, I, I, I knew about it before and I think I'd tried one or two sessions on it previously and it was like, this is interesting, but no. Um, but I actually got a bundle deal with Spotify where it was cheaper to get it with Spotify than, than not. And mm-hmm. so I threw that in just for the sake of it. And um, it's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I'll explain later why my evening yesterday wasn't necessarily the most streamlined and, and easy. But uh, I came home and used the app for about 10 minutes. And it mm-hmm. really did calm me down, relax. And I wasn't up to high do or anything. I wasn't you know, bouncing off the walls. But it was a nice kind of moment to relax, take stock, and perceive feelings and, and experiences without experiencing them, which is a very interesting concept. And the, mm-hmm. the funny thing about all of these apps is that whenever you listen to them, you go, well, yeah, of course, that's what, yeah, that sounds like a total, yeah. It's not, you know, complicated, but it is a framework or a way of framing something that makes you go, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, let me try that. Oh, oh, yeah, I do feel better. It's a weird kind of, Nothing they're saying is out of this world. Nothing they're saying is complicated or difficult to understand. But it's the little notions of like, hmm, I wonder would this make me feel better? And it largely has, which is good. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a convert. I use I use Calm, as I said earlier, which is, I think Headspace is number one and Calm is number two. Uh, and I just, uh, just on Cyber Monday, Black Friday, Silly Saturday, uh, one of those. Sinister um, Sunday. Or Sinister Sunday. It could have been Sinister Sunday. Um, I I bought a lifetime membership for Carl. Oh, a lifetime membership? Yeah, it was discounted by 75%, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I don't use it a lot. I use it most days. I do a sort of 10-minute meditation and i agree with yeah. you it just yeah it's it's all a bit hippie hippie except it kind of isn't <laughs> but uh, it's funny because i i think i shied away from it for the longest time because i thought like yeah okay 
right? It's it's basically a nap by another name. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, but then, you know, wanting something to take stock and take a moment and finding that, okay, well, this is an option. Let's give it a go. I, I know that there's part of this is sort of confirmation bias in that I want it to work. And so therefore, of course, it might. Sure. But it definitely, I felt better afterwards. And, and regardless of whether that's placebo or not, it's effective. So it doesn't really matter largely whether it's very, very good or I'm very, very gullible. If it's working for me, it's working for me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And I think, uh, if anything, it's a prompt. It makes you think about mm. things slightly yeah. differently. That's That's got to be good, particularly for an mm-hmm. old man like me. Um, well, I've been listening to, finally, I started uh, the Audible that I sort of talked about three or four weeks ago, uh, which is uh, <laughs> Bill Bryson, um, The Body, A Guide for Occupants. Um, I've listened to the first chapter and a half and it will i'm certain it'll be funny um i'm certain it'll be enlightening because that's what he does um and he's also the narrator so that's reasonably interesting from my point of view. uh and yeah i don't know i'll let you know in a week or so what i think very good what about reading have you been reading anything yeah i finished hitchhiker's guide i the version the ebook that i had was somewhat misleading in that it had a little bit of a like a forward and then an after afterward and after a bit after the the novel which Mm -hmm. was like oh the making of the film and interviews with the cast and that kind of thing it was a really interesting little sort of side story but it skewed the percentages on my kindle so i was blasting through this thing thinking yeah i'm I'm almost at 17 percent. this is good it was probably more like 35 percent um Mm. so i burned through the book on the train i kind of got got on sat down read and went oh there's 10 more minutes to go and i've got no book left but uh, that's a nice problem to have. I had, I could have opened up the second book and started reading, but I was pleasantly surprised to have finished it by accident almost, and it was just as good as I remember it from my childhood. Excellent. Very good. Uh, what about me? What have I been doing? Oh, um, Michael Connolly, which is... Um, I, I don't know yet. Um, again, this is a sort of... Easy for me to say. Suggested to me by uh, Apple Books that I might like it. Um, dark sacred night whether it's going to be another lee child stroke baldacci stroke um i don't know whether 76 or 4 is going to turn up and beat everybody up i'm not sure but <laughs> um the the one thing i will say is that the protagonist who does appear to be a sort of gritty sort of cop um is a woman so that's that's definitely different pleasant uh, change of pace uh, yeah, so uh, so far so good. Um, it's got me, it's got me hooked, um, and I dare say I will find a couple of hours and disappear down that particular rabbit hole at some point soon. Uh, and yep, a couple more of uh, Seneca's letters. Um, I do feel for his mates. I, uh, <laughs> he probably you know, was one of those ones that just never stops talking in the pub. Yeah, and I, I think it's Lucillus he writes to a lot, and I, I think Lucillus must be there going, oh. God, it's another letter from Seneca. After our letter writing episode and everything. Yeah, I I think he's going to be opening it and going, so what's he going to be pontificating about? Um, A treaty on the modern world. Yeah, it's like, you know, talk about the weather. You know, have have a bit of a break. What did you have for tea? What did you have for dinner, please? Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff buried in there, but yeah, you wouldn't want to be... uh, 
sitting down and reading that for hours. And I know people do, and they're great students yeah. of, of it, and fair play to them. But yeah, I would I would be asleep in minutes, I think, if I did that. Um and so yeah, that's that's me really. What about what about drinking, TJ? What are you what are you getting stuck into? Yeah. Well, uh, again, in a sort of um premature uh, completion of something. I got home after a somewhat stressful day yesterday, sat down and thought, you know what, I'm going to have a little whiskey. And I poured myself some Maker's Mark and then went, oh, I've run out of Maker's Mark to pour, uh, which is unusual. I, I don't often finish big bottles like that very quickly. Um, I've had that one for, well, I say quickly, I've had that one over a year, maybe two years now. Um, so it is not quickly, but by my standards, it is. Um, and I, I re- distinctly remember having at least half a bottle before I liked old fashions. And now I have no bottle, so mm, there's something in that. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot in that, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, I don't know, about 350 mils, maybe, of a, of a 700 mil bottle um, in the space of about three weeks, which is a lot for me. Um, but I really enjoyed it and polished that off last. There's a there's a dribble in the bottom of it. There's enough for maybe a half measure. Although measures in Northern Ireland are different than measures everywhere else in the world because we get more. Oh, oh look, look what you've done now. Oh, no, we're going to have to go into the sixth of the gill and a third of it. Oh. <laughs> we and did talk about Amer- this briefly before. The American versions thereof and American oh, no. fluid ounces and imperial fluid out. Tell you what, just that's oh, why the helps. drinks are better over here, because there's more of them. That's all I need to know. Uh, exactly. It's not that they're made any better. It's just huge. Um <laughs> Well, very nice. I, okay, again, brace yourself. Um, we've been doing a little bit more recording uh, of late, so we've been talking to each other mm-hmm. more frequently. But it may come as a bit of a shock to you to learn that I still haven't had a drink. So <gasps> that's now six days without alcohol. That's good. Like, is it? Is it? Do you, is feel, do you feel good for it? Oh, I can't say that on the record. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whisper it, but I have to say, I think my liver is looking at me with a renewed sense of respect um, mm. and going, do you know, it's possible we might be friends. I mean, I think personally <laughs> that it, this is bad for, for the liver because my liver was one of the hardest working organs in the world. It was as fit as a fiddle. No, it's just chilling out, relaxing, probably getting a little bit flabby. Uh, yeah, it's gone from running ultra triathlons to basically sitting on the sofa eating Pringles. That's it. Yeah, so uh, I may have to give it a bit of a a bit of a workout at some point soon. Yeah, just um, a surprise that, rum every now and again. Ah, <laughs> no, it was, uh, actually, well, seriously, no, I do feel I do feel better for it. I think I was good uh, drinking too often. I don't think I was drinking too much too often. But yeah, frequency either, rather than volume. Yeah, either of those, I think, could just sort of wear you down a bit. So that's good. And uh, obviously that's helping me get a little bit slimmer and feel a little bit fitter. So uh, all happy with that. Um, by the same token, I'm looking forward to a drink whenever one comes around. Um, <laughs> uh, what about buying? Are you buying anything? Well, uh, I didn't want to buy this, but I did have to pay it. And that was an insurance excess. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Which is which is nice and fun. I think it was only eighty pounds, which isn't the worst in the world, but it's still the boiler broke last yeah last month, the end of last month, and mm-hmm. then this happened this month. And it's like, come on, really? You had all year. 
You had 12 months and you picked one. Uh, I, th- this is two things, is it? Uh, how do you mean? Well, uh, without wishing to be the harbinger of doom, uh, these things happen in threes. Oh, yes, of course. So, yeah, I'll probably get, I don't know, a plane will land on me tomorrow or something. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's not quite that extreme. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It depends on whether it's scaling up or scaling down from the initial incident. So, yeah, we'll boiler just go for insurance. A bro- hmm? Broken shoelace. Let, let's that'll go for do. that. Yeah, it'll do. If I drop something now, well, can we just call it quits? Like, I, I think so. I think. Whoops. Were, oh, oh, no. That. How terrible. There you go. You see. The, uh, <laughs> the gods of chaos have been appeased. <laughs> mm, and I, I promise so, I will so, stop teasing what that point is, uh, but okay, I'll let you talk think. about your buying first. Oh right, okay. Uh, well, it's been it's been desperately exciting. Um, I bought a couple of pairs of shoes. Ah, isn't that lovely? Just casual wear for round and about. Uh, obviously, because of my complicated uh, living arrangements, I've I've purchased these online. They will be delivered to a highly stressed under the anvil Claire, who will I'm certain call me a hundred and thirty six horrible names um and she'll be claire does quite a lot of shouting at the walls so i think she'll be shouting at the walls if he thinks i'm (laughs) sending this rubbish out to him now while i've got all these orders um you're gonna get one shoe and then six months later a second shoe yes i'm waiting for the second shoe to drop um um, (laughs) to drop shoe. yes so i'm i'm couple of those things i've just ordered some water filters for the very noisy american fridge that often stars in the podcast mm-hmm. um and i did the aforementioned lifetime membership for calm which i can't remember what it cost me but it was um it wasn't very much if you, you look at it as yeah. a lifetime thing obviously um uh but no i've been looking at it and apple stuff and non-apple stuff and eh, <laughs> i don't know that nothing this is very unusual for me not to be drawn towards anything as as all of my kit is now well by my standards it's ancient do you feel like the catalina uh fire disaster that has happened has somewhat soured you to the idea of, of jumping on the apple bandwagon again just quite so soon um i had sort of settled myself to the fact that whilst at home uh which is where i do most of my work um the best thing for me was a desktop because i like a a big screen and um the sort of footprint is the screen if you, if you go down the imac sort of yes. route um and that traveling you know an ipad was was perfectly sufficient and the reason that an ipad is not perfectly sufficient all the time is well, it's difficult for podcasting. You backup can be a bit troublesome. Uh, actually, all of the things um, that sort of turn me off about iOS are are getting better. So, uh, I don't know. Apple is saying that they're investing still in in computers uh, or desktops uh, more properly. And yet Catalina is a car crash. Yeah. I mean, if Ford released something like this, then Ford would be out of business. The only reason that, that Apple is 
is able to, to sail on through this stuff is that it's well it's competition it's crap so um to, to have people's you know thousand pounds worth of of hardware suddenly stop working because some idiot in cupertino had his software checked by a hamster uh, that's not acceptable and you know like i say you can listen to as many apple podcasts as you want going yeah but yeah the mac pro is going and uh, nobody cares actual users are looking at their computer going oh so you've broken half of my apps because you wanted to go 64 bit fine that was well heralded and, and warned their own apps have been broken by their software updates <laughs> <laughs> oh no where who, who could have foretold this yeah, it's it's like it's like Ford updating the software and the sat nav and the steering suddenly not working in your car. Well, the wheel falls off and you don't need that anymore. <laughs> exactly, it's just <laughs> nonsense. Um, on the other hand, the the utter nonsense of of iOS thirteen appears to be getting fixed faster. Um, and as we said just before we started recording, I'm actually recording all of this on my two or three generations old iPad Pro. And I'm using my big, expensive MacBook Pro hooked up to an external monitor to uh, to run Apple Notes. So, so the, the world is all what it was made for. Um, so, yeah, there's part of me that goes, you know, if I buy um, a good iPad, it can actually power a big screen. Um, it can, well, it is recording my podcasts uh, and back up. Well, it can now it can now run external drives as well. Mm-hmm. So, I use it quite a lot for uh, importing footage and stuff like that. It's very helpful. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's a bit fiddly, I think, but... Um, it's not I, amazing. There are kinks to be worked out, but it's significantly better than it was. And the, the trade-off for me is the mobility. Like, being able to have it on the iPad means that I can do it, whereas I would not be able to do it if it wasn't on the iPad. For sure. I mean, there's a part of me that goes, okay, if somewhere around this desk setup I've had a nice little dock... And attach to that Docker, my external drives for backup, my um, microphone, um, and all of that, you know, flicks into my iPad while I'm here, mm. and then I just unplug it and disappear when I'm on the road, and that, you know, single machine life. Yeah. Um, but I don't, th- I don't think it's quite. <laughs> yeah, exactly, marooned iPad. I don't think it's quite there yet, um, and you know, I I want a bigger screen, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm I'm furious at Apple's mediocrity. I I can't understand how a company so profitable, so successful, so big can be shipping all of this software that's just dreadful. Quite apart from the fact that it's only you know, for three years, it's had no laptops, which is what pe- most people are looking for, um, with a decent keyboard i.e. a keyboard that's reliable. Not that's nice, but that works. I mean, it's just... It looks lovely, but it works terribly. Yeah, we just, you know, this would not be acceptable in any other industry. But, no. But, but for some reason, everybody goes, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, the update's coming, so, you know, 13.3.4 or whatever's coming next, we'll fix this thing or that thing. <laughs> fix it in post. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Could you not have fixed it before you put it onto my machine or forced me to put it on my machine? <laughs> uh, so, no, I haven't, haven't been buying anything big. Right, so 
Well, before we get into uh, into your big reveal, uh, any parish notices? Well, uh, we, we've got similar ones here. Um, might be nice to do a bit of travelling, what do you think? Yeah, I could go for a little impromptu trip, maybe. Maybe we can... Maybe we just take ourselves off. You know, well, new year, new you. Yeah, it could be. Well, look, let's let's take it offline and perhaps come back to the listeners yeah. later. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So, uh, before we get into the topic, it is time for the three-pin plug. Uh, it was four-pin when we had the wonderful N on here, but uh, it's only the and me now. So, the three-pin plug. The first pin, what I would like to call the neutral is uh, <laughs> Nero's Notes. Uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this has heard of Nero's Notes, but nerosnotes.co.uk uh, essentially underwrites the production of the podcast. Uh, we sell notebooks. Uh, we, up until about 20 minutes ago, were selling Hervel, uh, those wonderful uh, pencil sharpeners, which we've currently briefly sold out of. Uh, emails oh, have good. been flying across the ether, but they they flew out the door today, though. Hervel. Um, and, and the Hervel's uh, big brother, the Iris. We have that as well. Um, Disappointed they didn't go for an equally unpronounceable name. <laughs> yes, yes well, I, well I, I don't know what the Norwegian for Iris is. Um, I'll leave that to you in Google Translate. Okay, hold on. While you're talking, I'll do that. That's my. That's uh, so, my, yeah. yeah. We sell notebooks, we sell pencils, we sell pens, and stationery accessories, bits and pieces. Um, we ship to everywhere. Uh, uh, and if you're spending more than, oh, what is it, £15, I think, in the UK, then the shipping is free. Uh, quite apart from Nero's notes, uh, you can also find me, or at least my writing, at stuartlennon.com, which is, well, as it sounds, it's a, it's a website about me. Uh, it's where I write stuff. There is a membership option there for a staggering £12 a year. Uh, you can become a member, get extra content, and, well, indeed, get access to everything that I publish. Obviously, the bracket opens here and says, if I ever publish anything. Close the bracket. <laughs> what about you, TJ? Where can people find you? Sorry, I looked up what Iris was in Norwegian, but of course. it's the same. Uh, oh. So I, tr- I, tried, I tried Compass, and it's... Compass. Compass. So. Compass. Uh, I, I, let me try Iris again. I, I will get back on track in just one moment. But um, Iris. Iris. Okay. Iris. That's not amazing. Mm, Iris. Okay. You can see Coven what they stuck, stuck with Iris. Mm. So, to come back to the pin, what am I the live pin then? Is that what you're I saying? Think, I think you are the live wire. I'm the live wire. So, my name is TJ Cosgrove, and I make videos about pencils, paper, and other analog stuff. And I usually do it on YouTube or Instagram when I'm feeling fancy. Uh, And if you enjoy what we talk about here, you'll probably enjoy some of the stuff that I show in my videos. So if you want to check them out, jump onto YouTube, jump onto Google, jump onto your your browser of choice, ask Jeeves if you're old school, and search wood, ampersand, graphite, wood and graphite. And you can find my videos. There's over 150, I guess, of them now. All different topics from pencils to notebooks to journaling to uh, analog ceramic titlers that's an old video see if you can find that one um and if you enjoy the stuff we talk about i think there's something there that you might enjoy in my videos Uh, i have a patreon if you want to support those kind of videos you want more of those things made 
But most of all, if you enjoy what I do, go and share it with someone. Find someone who enjoys that kind of stuff and, and show them your favorite episode. Show them something you think they'll like because that means a lot and it helps a lot as well. Cool. And the earth pin, the final pin of the three pin plug is 1857, this very podcast, which is hosted mm-hmm. at www.1857.co.uk, where you will find uh, the amazing show notes produced by TJ. Uh, a whole bank of episodes. Uh, this episode is numbered number 99, but I suspect there may be one or two more than that. Because uh, we have a couple mm. of unnumbered episodes. Bonus. That's the way we roll. Um, you can also find there a little button that says donate. Well, it doesn't say donate. It's a dollar sign. And underneath it, it says donate. If you click Unfortunately, on that button, it won't give you money. No. If you click on that button, uh, you will be invited to uh, send a figure of your choosing to the 1857 podcast. Um, we promise to fritter it away on unnecessary things like hosting costs and production costs and all that sort of jazz um so nero's uh underwrites this uh podcast and i suspect will continue to do so but uh obviously if we can defray some of those costs uh it makes it much much easier for mm-hmm. tj and i to justify the time and effort that goes into this um so if you fancy throwing a couple of bucks away please do we'll be very very grateful the other thing you can do if you want to help is, oh, you can do an iTunes review if, if that's your bag. That's great. Um, the efficacy of which is still under debate. Quite. Uh, and you can like and subscribe. But most importantly, if you know people who might be interested in what we do, uh, send them our way. Tell them to go listen to an episode. Uh, because the more listeners we have, then the better we feel about things. And, well, you know, who knows? Somebody might be inspired to do something good. Mm-hmm. That's enough of that nonsense. We've uh, we've probably done enough plugging. So, what is it exactly that we're talking about, TJ? So this topic idea is is kind of a it's kind of a dud, and I just like the name so much. And it was a it, it's really more of a parish notice than anything else uh, that, that inspired the name of this episode. But it was too good not to use. Uh, so the, the actual topic may be may veer off wildly into uh, um, tangents and circumstance, but <laughs> so the title of this episode, tentatively, we may still change it. Who knows? You'll know because you can see it, but we don't know currently. I tentatively called it Keyless Entry, and that's because last night, after a long, long day, I got back to the car, and it was about 11 p.m. I got back to the car. And I walked up across the car park and I had a you know, my satchel on my shoulder. I had a little uh, carry bag in my hand and I had a large umbrella. I wasn't using it because it wasn't raining. It's all fine. Walked up to the car, opened the boot, lifted it up, put in my bag, put in the other bag, put in the umbrella, closed it down, walked around to the side of the car. I don't ah, have a key anymore. Because it's in one of the bags. No, no, it was in my hand. Okay. It fell out of my hand. In the interim between me opening the boot, putting the bags in, and closing the boot again. Now that was less than ideal. Mm. There is no spare key for that car. Mm-hmm. And the car was now locked with the key inside in the boot. Excellent. So, yeah, yeah. So 11 o'clock at night, I am tired. I am 
somewhat grumpy. But I'd, I'd been listening to, the irony is I'd been listening to um, uh, the meditation thing, the headspace, on the way back on the train. And I was super zen. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home, get a good night's sleep. It's going to be a great day in the morning. And then this happened and it all just went in the bed. I was like, oh, no, that's a terrible day. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I, I, I've just dropped the key. It's going to be under the wheel. I just have to crouch down. So I, I turned on the flashlight on my phone and I crouched down. And I thought, where are you, Key? You're just here for me now. And pointlessly, futilely looked behind every single piece of rock or stone or behind every wheel to see if this key was on the floor. And of course, it was not. And so I spent about 20 minutes either trying to jimmy the door, pull the door, push the window, jimmy the window, Anything and everything. And I, I don't have anything on me. I have my phone, uh, my house keys, because it fell off the carabiner, and nothing else. Everything else is now in the car. The iPad, umbrella, everything that might have been useful, in the car. Right. Okay, hmm. great. This is less than stellar. So, in the end, rang Meg. Meg had gone to bed early, because she wasn't feeling amazing. And so that was, hello, sweetheart. I know you've... You know, you know, your stomach was sore and you wanted to go to bed but um could you come and get me from the car park because i'm an idiot please <laughs> uh to which she you know megan is a wonderful woman and will go to the ends of the earth to look after my dumb self and so she said yes and i said i'm really really sorry you don't have to and she's like yes i do shut up and then came around in the car and i got into the car and went right what do i do She's like, I don't know. I'm only I'm only here to take you home. I don't really care what happens now. <laughs> uh, so I ummed and I and I didn't know what to do. So I thought, right, I'll just call a locksmith. That's what people do. You just you call a locksmith and they they come and they they put an airbag or something and they puff out the car or they put a clothes hanger and they pull something and it's yeah, it's fine. But this happens yeah. all the time. So I called a locksmith 24-7. They proclaimed 24-7 service, emergency call out. No matter where you need us, we're there. Straight to voicemail. <laughs> right. Okay. This is, that's okay. There's bound to be another one. Find another one. Local. Perfect. 24-7. Anytime you need us, we're on call. Happy days. That's what I need. Ring. Voicemail. Right. I'm sensing a pattern. So it's now about 12, uh, midnight, and the car is still locked. We're sit sat in another car, looking at the car that is locked. I don't want to leave the car because it has the key to said car, my iPad, and a bunch of other stuff in it. So if someone was to do what I didn't want to do and break into it, then they would just get all of it. And it's not even a, hello insurance, can you please cover this? Because they're going, well, no, you basically gave it away. <laughs> you just left it in the car park with everything ready to go. Um so I thought, mm, this is this is not going to go. So uh, I got Meg to take me home. And I went into the house and I, I fetched a, a number of implements. It was like a scene from Dexter. It was kind of a, you know, assembling my my kit, my equipment. So I got a large, uh, like plastic shopper bag that we take shopping. Uh, I think it had like daisies on it or something. So it was it was suitable for the theme of the entire event. Um, and I went into the cupboard and I pulled out a big roll of black duct tape. And then I pulled out a hammer and then I pulled out, um, I didn't pick up gloves, even though there were gloves there, that would have been smart. I didn't pick up the gloves. And then I went to the cupboard to get the final, most important ingredient of this entire escapade, the dustpan and brush. 
<laughs> I put all of that into the bag and then I went upstairs and found, is it the V40, V80, whatever document you get that tells you that you've taxed your car here in the UK. Uh-huh. I went and got that because I thought, right, if I'm going to break into my own car, I want at least something. If someone turns up and goes, hold on, you're literally breaking into a car. Please don't do that. I'm going to go, well, what it's my car. I know that this is technically not proof of ownership, but it's got my name on it. It's got, I don't know. I was tired. I was like, this is all I have. I, it needs to come with me. So, drove back to the car and uh, Meg parked up, put the lights on it. And this is the, the stupidest scene ever on CCTV. Almost certainly captured somewhere on CCTV. And the scene is, lone man walks up to car, puts all of his belongings into the car, locks the car, and then realizes that he's locked the keys in the car. Stands around for 40 minutes doing nothing productive, leaves, comes back, tapes up the window, hits the window with a hammer four times, because turns out windows are hard to break, and then proceeds to, to smash the window. And the big sort of taped up stuck window kind of pops out and falls into the nice uh, daisy flowery shopping bag. And then I picked up the dustpan and brush, and I brushed the entire car park clean of glass, sort of sweeping up on my hands and knees, all the glass into the bag, all the glass into the bag. And I did that for about 20 minutes. And then I climbed in through the glass window, which was delightful, and climbed into the back of the car and pulled the, the seats down and climbed into the boot. And there was the key sitting there, perfectly fine, waiting for me in the car that I couldn't get into. Uh, so I unlocked the car, which it had deadbolted at this stage, so I couldn't unlock it without the key. Ah, um, right, okay. So unlocked the car and drove home to then put bin bags and tape on my now not window. So I, I'm about, I don't know, a quarter of the way to a cabriolet at this stage, which is excellent. And uh, yeah, so I, I rang my insurance company this morning to tell them that I'm an idiot. <laughs> And they went, oh, you should have called us last night. We would have sent out a guy to fix it. <laughs> and they were like, okay, sure. That seems, I, yeah. I dare say they've heard worse. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I can so understand that how that, Tuesday. that might have, uh, yeah, not been the perfect end to the evening. <laughs> okay. um, so I eventually got to bed at about half two last night. And so I actually came home and I had the, the maker's mark. I had a nice double maker's mark. And I listened to a 15 minute, it was quite an extravagant 15 minute headspace meditation. <laughs> um, and it, it really did work. I'm, you know what the funniest thing is? I slept the best last night that I have in about three weeks. Well, you've had I only got that, about four hours. You've had all that adrenaline in the system. <laughs> and then uh, headspace has taken it out and you get, boom, that's it. Rest <sighs> and recover. <laughs> okay, well, I've got so, a couple for you. Um, yeah. Right. We were in Dublin. Yeah. Wonderful city. Uh, visiting my best friend, Stuart. Uh, easy name to remember. And <laughs> uh, we'd spent the day, I think we'd had a nice lunch. Um, so this, you know, uh, Mags and I, uh, Stuart and his wife, Jer, uh, they've got a couple of kids. Uh, that Stu's dad lives with them. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a Dublin house. Which for for people that don't, well, for people that don't know, that means that it's essentially a sort of transit point for two to three thousand people at any given time. There's people just <laughs> popping in, friends, family, oh, everything. Hello, there. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, will you have a drink? Oh, go on. Will you have a cup of tea? And 
So <laughs> um, Mags and I are still slightly shell-shocked because we'd got up at stupid o'clock to fly over early. Um, mm-hmm. Some wine had been taken at lunch, I'm prepared to wager. Uh, anyway, it was decided amongst us all that um, before settling into dinner, uh, and there were going to be some solids around for dinner, I think, um, <laughs> we would take uh, we would take the dogs, because they've got a couple of dogs, well, they had one dog and they were looking after another. Uh, we would take them for a walk on Paddy's Hill. Uh, I'm not making this up, Paddy's Hill. Uh, so uh, we said goodnight to Stuart's father, because he's getting on a bit, you know, he's, he must be in his 80s, I would say. Um, and the kids, because uh, the kids were going out, and Stuart's father said, right, okay, fine, uh, I'll just go upstairs and watch TV. Uh, so he's got TV in his room and he's got some He's got some great podcasting cans, actually, which he puts on. So off we went. Uh, night fell, uh, but it was summertime, so you know it was all very pleasant. Uh, we came back, and it was that magical moment that, that every couple has at some point. <laughs> You've got the keys. Yep. No, no, I haven't got the keys. You've got the keys. You've got the keys. Oh well, no, I didn't bring the keys because I thought you were bringing the keys. Oh well, no, I mean the kids are. Oh no, the kids are out. Oh, it's okay. Dad's in. Ring the doorbell. Nope, nothing. <laughs> Helpfully, I suggest. I think he was going to watch TV. That's a, it's a headphones thing. Ah, yeah, he's he's deaf. I said, well, well, he might be deaf, but he's wearing headphones. <laughs> it's about he's deaf or not. <laughs> The reason he can't hear you is he's wearing headphones. At which point Margaret said, this isn't helping much. Oh, yeah, okay, right. That's a point that's not important to clarify at the moment. (laughs) So, uh, again, it just took on one of those wonderful things that I think may have been somewhat influenced by the wine. So, we, at various, Stu scales the fence to get to his back garden. Um. (laughs) And then very helpfully opens the gate so that we can all watch the next level of idiocy. Because having realised that the doorbell wouldn't work, he went to the back garden so that he could look at his father's window and shout at it. Uh, Stu, going back to that headphones thing. <laughs> as as frustration began to mount, um, I, at this point, was saying, well, look, Anybody in the family got spare keys? Because the family are all dotted about, you know, relatively close. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Okay. I said, well, look, why don't we just phone a locksmith? He'll be along in however, you know, half an hour, an hour. There's going to be a charge. We'll all chip in. You know, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Perhaps we could just nip down to the pub for a pint while we wait. <laughs> <laughs> but Stu was now on a mission. And so decided that if he could just get a couple of pebbles to <laughs> to land Dink on the window. on Dad's window, uh, then Dad would come and open. Stu, about these headphones, mate. So, as the pebbles struck their target and had no impact, in what can only be described as front row forward rugby play, of which I am one, Logic, what we need to do is throw bigger stones. <laughs> Those locked out of glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And who knew? I had no idea that my mate Stu had such a good arm. 
But he unleashed <laughs> what was effectively half a house brick. And it sailed to his father's window, smashed through it, an enormous sound. And nothing. <laughs> because the double glazed windows and that interior panel, that secure safety glass. At this point, a friendly neighbour who'd clearly had a long, long lunch <laughs> came by and talked to the girls who were at the front fretting about the idiocy going on at the back and said, look, we'll phone a locksmith, come down to the house, have a drink. He'll be along in a minute. It'll all be fine. All right, we all agreed, with the exception of Stu, who was trying to work out ways to scale the wall or like, channel his inner Spider-Man. It had become a matter of some sort of personal pride now. He was hysterical. So I said, look, Stu, we're just going to get in there, get a drink. We're going to, we'll phone the, the locksmith. It'll be fine, mate. It'll be fine. No, 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 I'm going to get in. All right. So we all went down. He didn't come. Went, oh, all right. I'll go back and get him. So, Stu, look, you're going to come down and have a drink. No, you're not going to scale the wall. No, Stu, you're going to come down and have a drink or I'm going to punch you. <laughs> okay. You've broken a window. Quit at this point. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's not make this any worse. I don't want you dead. So eventually I persuaded him to come down. At which point the, the whole story then took another Irish turn. So this charming couple invite us in. Uh, the, uh, the guy must be my age. Um, uh, his wife too. And there's music playing and there's lots of drinks around. And... Oh, have a drink, have a drink. Okay, why not? As you know, I'm I'm not slow to accept a drink. And suddenly, there's all sorts of what can only be described as suggestive dancing going on. You would have you would have heard the term pole dancing. <laughs> this this woman was using me as the pole, which ah. I, I have to say, I find somewhat discomforting. Um, not because I, I've, I've got any particular prudishness in me, but because I was with my best friend, his wife, and my wife. And the, the whole <laughs> juxtaposition of those things, I, I was finding quite uncomfortable. My wife, on the other hand, thought it was hilarious. Watching me <laughs> look discomforted. Squirm. Yes. Uh, so that went on for another half an hour. And ultimately, the... Um, the locksmith came and opened the door in that annoying way that locksmiths do. Yeah, boop, there you what, go. Why can't yeah, you do that? Yeah, they're along for like sort of 10 minutes of, ah, well, really what you should do is, you know, well, I don't know. Oh, well, look, I suppose I can give it. Oh, there you go, done it. I don't, I and then they turn around and say something like 180 euros, please. Yep. Um, which, of course, was an absolute fraction of the cost of replacing that very expensive double glass, uh, double glazed uh, window <laughs> unit. And, and then poor old dad got both barrel. I can't believe you locked the door and blah, blah. And Margaret and I go, well, look, he was 
alone in the house. Everybody was going out. So he thought, I will lock the door, put on my head. That's, he's in the right here. We're all in the wrong. <laughs> You're the one who broke the window. <laughs> Shut up. That's not helpful. Okay, then. Right. We'll just nip off home now. Yeah. So, so that was my last key story. Uh, and the, oh, dear. and the, the one that I had before, which is a bit like yours, was um, uh, my my dad was in the Royal Air Force. Uh, and he wasn't uh, he wasn't a posh officer or air vice marshal or anything. He was he was in the ranks uh, or a ranker. But you've got to be careful how you say that. And <laughs> uh, all his life he was in the Air Force and he was in telecommunications. So at trade group four, if you want to get technical about the Air Force. And, uh, you know, this, the 60s and 70s and 80s, I suppose, um, telecommunications was big radio aerials. It was, it was none of this. Yes, for the younger people, you've no idea what I'm talking about. But huge big aerials. And I, I live very adjacent to one here. It's a big aerial farm, they're called. We have loads of aerials uh, where you listen to the bad guys and you try and work out what they're doing and what they're saying. And so as he went through his career, he took on various postings. And uh, at one point, he was uh, he was chosen to be awarded the British Empire Medal, uh, the BEM, which is the, I don't think it exists anymore, but it was the military version of the MBE, uh, which is member of the British Empire. So it's a big deal. Um, and he was very, very proud, as was I, as was my mum. And he was getting the medal at High Wycombe, which is uh, the sort of the HQ of the Air Force in, in the United Kingdom. And so it was agreed. It was all sorted out. We were all getting our glad rags on and we were going to go for a nice pub lunch, which was a big treat then. Uh, go back to our episode on Bernie Inns and beef eaters and restaurants. Um, <laughs> this was a big deal for us. And, you know, the sort of suits and ties and my dad full dress uniform and all of that jazz um, we had and we had this lovely lovely uh lunch uh in this pub in high wickham and then all traipsed out to the car and again it was that magic moment where everybody did the little pocket tap they even checked my pockets i mean i was only 12 <laughs> i wasn't driving anything <clears throat> um, but exactly the same thing. My dad had locked the keys inside the car. Slightly different in that we could actually look at them. We could see them from, <sighs> from the outside. <laughs> and uh, essentially the head of the Air Force is going to be presenting my dad's medal in however long it was. I don't know, T minus 51 minutes or something. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I have never seen such speed of action. So, right, let's phone the AA. No, let's phone the AA and the RAC. Somebody phone the police. Let bring the fire. <laughs> all these people phoning all these. But and again, this wasn't mobile phones. This was you know run in to the hallway the of the pub and and the dial phone. Oh, missed it. All that's going on. The landlord of the pub came out with a coat hanger and in eight seconds went <laughs> no, nobody saw him do hey, it that. nobody saw him do it by me and he winked at me and he said don't tell anyone go and tell your dad he can get in 
And so Kai kind of went, Dad, Dad, it's okay, it's open. He looked at me and went, what? Said, it's open. How did you do that? I, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and we got there and the medal was presented and nobody was any the wiser. Um, I, th- I think my dad got quite a lot of earache from my mum, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's marvellous. Um, I mean, I think they have it now that you can't do this now on modern cars, can you? It's, well, it's yeah, the key knows where it is. Yeah. yeah, the key should know where it is and should know that it's inside and you're not and blah, 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 blah. I mean, this car is 2007. It's not spring chicken. Mm. So it's that weird gap where you can't coat hanger it. Like you can't, Jimmy, you can't do any of that because it's all shielded. Yeah. But equally, it's too dumb to do anything helpful. Yeah, it was it was, so it, it was like, the top of didn't the even sort of physical line. protection, but yes, yeah, none of the electronic stuff. So it's that weird sort of limbo area where I can't use anything that would be simple that would work, but equally I have no provisions that would stop this from happening. So it's the perfect storm of, well, you're going to lock your keys in your car. So, yeah, yeah, because when when we bought um, R two, we bought the the two together. And we're sitting there. It was when I sold the business and money was burning a hole in my pocket. And we sat there and it was like, okay, so configure your dream car, boom, 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 boom. And then they get into the stuff that you've never thought of. So uh, would you like uh, key-free access? Pardon? Well, what happens is um, if you walk up to the car with your key in your pocket, it will open for you. Oh, oh yes, I'll have a bit of that. Margaret went, mm. <laughs> No, don't like, <laughs> don't like the sound of that. So the Z4, if I had the key in my pocket, would open. Fine. The X3, no, you've got to have the key and you've got to press the button. Okay. About a month in, she went, can we go and get that fitted? No, no, it's not the sort of thing you can just change, I'm afraid. Oh. <clears throat> um, you should have thought about this at the time. The other one was comfort start. So that's when you're, you're you're finishing off your Americano in the kitchen. You press the button and the car fires up and warms up and melts its windscreen and does all of that stuff. <laughs> Makes your G&T and, uh, you know, starts the classic FM and then you can jump into the back and it'll drive you to your destination. Oh, it does now. Um, but at the time I bought it, <laughs> no, it just put the heaters on and did all the de-icing for you, which, you know, in itself was pretty handy when it got cold. Yeah. Again, Margaret was like, I don't need that. Oh, can I get that fit? No, I'm afraid not, madam. No, you can't get that fitted on. <laughs> um, and I have to say, it, it was great and it's lovely, apart from the fact that if something goes wrong with a BMW, there is absolutely no point in phoning a mechanic. <laughs> a mechanic will come to you, well, I can't do anything with it. It's a sealed unit. It's as if it's made by Johnny Bloody Ive. <laughs> <laughs> the, you need a you need an upgrade for that, mate. Sorry, you need to upgrade yep, the to only BMW thing 13.1. The only thing you can do with a BMW is plug it in. At which point, some <laughs> geeky nerd will say, "Oh, look! Well, according to my iPad here, uh, this is your issue." Good. Can you fix it? Of course, I can, sir. Uh, would you like to uh, give me all of your money for the rest of your life or your firstborn child? We'll accept either. Um. Which is the downside of, I, I mean, for me, it's BMW, but I'm, I'm sure all the other big marks are the same. And so now I've got uh, Kiprula, my little um, Cypriot uh, jalopy, 
Uh, and she's she's fantastic. You can fix her with, well, I mean, she seems to respond quite well to a hearty kick. <laughs> Your percussive maintenance. Yeah, you know, t- 2004, um, everything is, I mean, it's it's an automatic car, but, you know, if if I want, if I hear a, something knocking in, in her, I can call a mechanic who'll come along and kick bits of it and open things up and go, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, just you just knock up. back and then it stops. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it works. And <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not sure which side of the fence I fall on at the moment, but uh, I have to say I do enjoy the little jalopy because it couldn't happen to me. What happened to you could not happen to me because I never lock it. Um, <laughs> and even if even if I do, central locking doesn't work. So. There's you no go with the key gone. Yeah, there's turn, no turn. no way in the world. I mean, Margaret would, and she has on occasion. She said, "Is that back door locked?" I, said, I doubt it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> Are you going to lock it? I wouldn't know how to. Um, <laughs> she she'll go around and manually close it. I won't. So it just couldn't happen to me. But I do have the same problem. I only have one key. Yeah. Um, and I went to I went to a, to a key cutting place. I said, "Can you make me another one of these?" And he looked at me and went. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> to, to put it short, no. <laughs> <laughs> so can, can I get one done by Nissan? Uh, yes. In Japan. Ah. I'll just pop mm. over then, thanks. Mm. Yeah, seems a long way to go for a spare key. <laughs> oh, dear. So yeah, mine, mine's been bagged and duct taped at the minute. So if you can, it's not that difficult to get into that car. But if you want into that car, you're welcome to it. Look. Continuing the whole Apple analogy, that is not a bug, TJ. That's a feature. <laughs> yeah. As Windows? You say, yeah. You're a quarter of a way to a cabriolet. <laughs> You've probably increased the value by 10, 15%, I'd say. Exactly. Yeah. Just cut the roof off. Do away with it. Who needs it? Yeah. But that's, that's so sort of mm, bourgeois. What you need to do is drive under <laughs> a really low bridge and take the roof yeah. off that way. It's got that sort of just make sure I duck first. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I'd get someone small to drive if I were you. Just <laughs> wouldn't do it yourself. Ah, uh, so yeah, that was my endearing yesterday. But you know what? I'm actually feeling it's one of those times where I was mad at the time when it happened, and then the longer it went on, the funnier it was. And Meg was tired, and she arrived, and the two of us looked at each other and went, "Life's rich tapestry." you have to laugh or else you cry this stuff is it's crappy it sucks like i wish i didn't have to spend 80 pounds to fix something that was a mistake an accident but you know it's a fun story i've enjoyed talking about it with you more than 80 pounds worth you know like it's an expensive story but it was a good story I, i i think i told you the one a couple of months ago with the the door here the one that was sticking and that eventually uh, I shoulder charged it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> pretty, pretty much happen. the same thing. A bit of cardboard <laughs> and tape. Right. So, well, it's probably a uh, release date for this is going to be pretty close to festive time, isn't it? Mm, festive is. Festive time. So, I suppose, have we got any festive hints? We should do a, some sort of buying guide. Buy everything from Nero's Notes. There you go. Yeah, um, one of all. Yeah, just, just one of everything. Um, and if we haven't got it in stock, just phone me. I'll sort it out. Um, 
I will admit, I went on to get some of my Christmas presents uh, from Nero's. I was getting a few bits and pieces. Um, I went on and bought them. And then I do this every time I shop in Nero's. And I went, well, I I, I know what the code is to get one. I put the code on and then looked at the code and thought, no, no, I can't. No, no, I can't. That's, no, it's not for me. It's, it, it. So I looked at it, looked at it, went away, had some lunch, came back, took the coat off and bought the basket. It was like, Damn. I feel, you know, when you just like, feels dirty. Feel like this is a code for slackers. It's, you know, and you can get money off if you're part of the slack group. There's a code there. But I saw it and I was like, I feel dirty using this. I, yeah, well, you nope, know, delete I- the code. I've I've got it set for you anyway. So if if you put yeah, the it just code, doubles up. Yeah, if you put the code and your name <laughs> comes up, then the algorithm changes, just doubles everything. That's why I was, uh, I was paying forty nine pounds per pack of black wings. I wonder if that was a bit much. I wonder. In fairness, the distributor has has just sent us an email saying they're putting all their prices up in first January uh, for black wing. Nice. Mm. Um, but let's <laughs> let's not go down that particular route. I'm feeling all festive. Um, so do you do you do any sort of year review? Do you sort of take some time and go, okay, here we go. It's you know you're sitting there on the twenty seventh of December with a full belly. The family have gone. Do you think, okay, where was I? I what guess. Was yeah, I mean, part of that is this, this kind of movie and book logging is a little bit of that, where I'm trying to kind of keep a running tally of what I'm doing in a year and being conscious of that. Um, and I've been sporadic with my journals a wee bit because I I'd miss days and, and part of that is just busyness and stress and I, I find that the more stressed I get the easier it is for me to not do the things that would help which sure. is yeah. silly you know that's that's the worst thing I could do is not journal not meditate not take time for me but those are the first things that fall away whenever I have a busy schedule or lots of things on or you can have to do a bit of firefighting um, so I think I do get a wee bit introspective I try not to do the New Year's resolutions type thing because I think they're a little bit I don't think they're very effective and I don't, I think it's a nice notion for the four days in January that everybody holds them. Um, but I think it'd be better to, to do that in November and then make a plan and then stick to it until the next November and then maybe address it then. But I mean, best of intentions, but yes, I have a general kind of overlook of the year, uh, nothing too specific or, you know, I'm not making action plans and doing that kind of stuff, but generally I will get a bit whimsical and thoughtful at that time and try and think about okay well it'd be really cool if i could do this this year um and we'll see you know i i don't like making huge amounts of plans i have you know financial goals we have the wedding there's a lot of stuff happening there's a lot of cogs sure. moving and so there are definite things that need to be planned and are planned to a certain degree um, but i'm not sitting down and going right month one day one here we go and you know execute program because i just I feel like that is is more daunting than not making a plan sometimes. Having this weird, rigid law to abide by is a turnoff for me to get excited about the year because I'm like, well, if I know how it's going to go, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, uh, I'm sure some people listening listen to Cortex, um, the podcast Mike Mm. Hurley and I always get the letters wrong, CGP Grey. CGP Grey. You got it. Um, and they're, uh, you know, they have their, their yearly themes. They've even got a notebook uh, behind it now, uh, which is... I saw that. It's occasionally in stock. Um, uh, and it's, you know, the year of um, completion or the year of no or the, you know, they set these themes and, and sort of 
I suppose, directions yeah. that they want to go for the year, which is, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Um, but, you know, whatever you do with it, I, I agree with you. I think that's sort of finding a little bit of time to be a little bit whimsical, a little bit sort of contemplative. Um, whiskey works very well with this. Um, just it to, does. <laughs> you know, just sort of sit there and go, okay, so, you know, what went great? What didn't go great? What was, you know, I, I don't know, the the best day of the year what was the worst day of the year whatever it might be just I, for me i think it's that last part of processing um where i'm going okay so these things that have been annoying me or uh, as you say whether you like it or not once stress starts coming into your life then you do start sweating the small stuff and yeah. you, you get wound up with or i do anyway i get wound up with you know issues <laughs> black ring distributors there's one um <laughs> And, uh, you know, you know, there are times where honestly I could, I could punch through a window. I'm so frustrated. And then these are the things at the end of the year. I go, okay, well, look, it's not something I can control. I can keep knocking on the door and trying to do things, but ultimately I've communicated what I would like to happen. I've communicated to the customer side, what is happening? And yes, I know that's frustrating, but there we are. I'm still selling black wings. The customers are still getting their black wings. They're not getting them as fast as I would like them to, or at the price I would like them to. But hey, that's you know, you trying to get a hundred out of a hundred is too high a bar. And it's at the end of the year I can look yeah. look back and go, look, you know, actually that's probably seventy out of a hundred, and that's not bad. Um, I agree with you on on resolutions. They're fantastic. They're brilliant. They're pointless. Um, and Unless you're the sort of person who, who can do that and say, okay, I think they work for absolutes. I, I, yeah, I will stop smoking. Great yeah. idea. Or, you know, I, I will, every Tuesday, I will do this. Um, where they don't work for those sort of vague habit change, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week. Are you? When? See, that's not that vague. That's That's relatively timely and... You got a number beside it. Like, go to the gym more is completely useless because it's like, okay, well, I went to the gym once yeah. and it didn't go at all last year. Mission complete. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, no, I was going to say something else. I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, I mean, those types of things which I are not directly actionable or absolute. Absolute works. I mean, it's like me with drinking. Oh, I'm going to drink a bit less. Mm. No, no, I'm not. No, um, I'm only going to drink one day a week or two days. That's doable for me because I can yes. absolutely I find easier. Um, but that type of resolution, I think, is okay. I just don't think it's as good as as coming up with some sort of direction of where you want to be going, what things you want to yeah. do within your life, how you want to spend your time. Um, and I think that period, that sort of interim period between Christmas and, and New Year, that's the time to do that. Because there are inevitably some quiet bits, you know, once all the the hubbub has uh, has died down. There's, the, there's some quiet moments. Yeah. People tend not to be working, or if they are working, perhaps not working so much. Um, obviously, there are exceptions to that. I understand that. But um, I, I quite enjoy that period. Mm, me um, too. It's one of the few times you get that uh, sort of slack to be able to. Mm -hmm. be introspective and you know i find during the year i'm like 
it would be lovely to be introspective, but I have nine things to do and five things, you know, five spaces for things to happen in. So uh, we're just going to get on with it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the one I'm struggling with at the moment as I try and close down each day. I, I, I like to have a close down routine. Okay, I'm going to mark down on this, mark where I am, move this, move that, put that way. Put that. And then I look at my list and oh, I've got five things to do. So rather than spend 15 minutes closing down my day, I'll do two things. Leaving me, yeah. you know, two things ahead tomorrow morning. And that's wrong, but you, know, you say it's practical. Life keeps getting in the way of all these wonderful plans. Um, other than that, so you're staying in uh, in lovely Northern Ireland? I Apart am. from some yes, potential are, travel? Uh, well, we're, we're in Prague the, by the, uh, the, the, the episode timeline. Uh, canonical timeline is all screwed up, I'm, I'm afraid. We've been recording uh, more to cover holidays and, and various things. So um, canonically, I don't know when we are now. Well, this, but, is, uh, this is, we're recording this on the 3rd of August. And I think it goes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, 2022. Uh, yeah, I think it goes out in uh, on Christmas Day or something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah Christmas Day 1914. Uh, that was it. I knew. I knew. I knew it rang a bell for some reason. <laughs> I wonder could I change the release date on an episode to make it years and years in the past? Because I set that, so mm. I, I probably won't let me make. Oh no! It has let me. Mm. I might make a time travel episode and just fire it into the list. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that's taken a, a direction I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunately what you get when you get me. I'm afraid. Well, anyway, listen. I've got to. Uh, I've got to look up some flights. So it only remains mm. for me to say, I've been Stu Lennon, and I've been T.J. Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This was eighteen fifty-seven. Got it right first time, T.J. I know. Shocked. <laughs> shall I just meet you at the airport, or shall we? Should we drive together? Oh, oh, let's meet in Heathrow. <laughs> Cool.